Classes in session at Dynasty U. Dynasty Podcast presents conversations from a college or university on Dynasty Podcasts with Haima Black. Right on. Haima Black, live from Columbia College, Chicago. I am here with Colleen Mayers, old friend uh, and longtime successful creative in Chicago. How are you doing? Hey, good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. This uh, is fun. Thank you for coming up. You've spoken in a couple of my classes before, and it's always uh, a really great experience, and students always really gain a lot from it, so I appreciate it. Cool. That's good to hear. No, it is, yeah. Um, so you have done a lot of very cool work. People probably know you best from uh, your work with Chance the Rapper, being like full-time assistant to Chance the Rapper, but I want to talk about kind of your experience as a student here at Columbia and like how that started. Like, what do you remember about your time at Columbia College? Oh, man. I had a great time here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not, Sorry. I'm not <laughs> used to my radio thing. Um, so I started here in the fall of 2009, and I was an AMM student. Is that what it's still called? That right? uh, Business and entrepreneurship now. Oh, okay. Yeah, they changed it. Uh, so I was, but that's probably Same some department. of you are, okay, similar yeah. program. Yeah, so I started here in 2009, and I, that was my major. I tried to do a PR minor, but I didn't do very well at it. Uh, I had, I tried to get out of here as fast as I could. Not because I didn't love it, but because I'm sure as some of you feel, you want to like get out there and work. You were hungry. I remember that. Like when I met, yeah. I met, I was telling them how I met you. Uh, when I came to visit, uh, I think, Vanessa's class. Yeah, I was trying to remember when that was. I think I must have been a sophomore or a junior. Wow, yeah. I think I was a sophomore here. That's wild. So so I visited that class, and I saw you, and I could tell that you were, like, you were ready to get started. Like, yeah. you wanted to be doing actual work right now. Yeah. I liked school, but I didn't like the school part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't like the papers and the, all that kind of stuff. I think you liked the creativity, though. Yeah, like the- yeah, definitely. And I'm originally from Appleton, Wisconsin, if anybody knows where that is. Um, so coming here was sort of my way out of, I mean, I knew I wanted to go to college, and I knew I wanted to work in music, so coming here was sort of, to Columbia specifically, was my way out of Wisconsin into Chicago. Um, so yeah, I, I was here for three and a half years, um, got that degree, Shout out to mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, when I was here, um, I did all the AMM classes, like I said, and I was also really involved with student programming board. What else did I do? Those were really my two things, and I worked on campus, too, in the Office of Special Events. Um, so you were very involved and embedded within Columbia. Like, you took yeah. advantage of the extra, because I always tell them, in the room here, like I said, we're in my class right now, but uh, I always tell them, I'm like, get involved on campus, but you were able to actually do really cool work being part of the student programming board. You, I'll let you tell about Manifest and what you were able to pull off with that. Yeah, so that was kind of like our big project every year was booking the Manifest, the concert portion. And so the first year I was here, they had the cool kids, which was dope. Um, my sophomore year... I don't remember who that was, so we'll just we'll skip over that one. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, and, but then my junior year, um, I was really involved and pitched Kids These Days, uh, and they got booked, as well as Alan Stone, which was a great show. Uh, but during Kids These Days set, a guy named Chance the Rapper came out, uh, 
And that was sort of how I met all the kids these days, people, uh, and Chance as well. Um, and then kind of through that connection, Chance was also good friends with my neighbor. I lived up off the Belmont Red Line. And so he would kind of be over at uh, our neighbor John's house and would just kind of hang out. And we kind of got to know each other. Um, and that's sort of how that started as a, a friendship, not business at all. Um, but there was always sort of a business tie to our relationship just through Manifest. And um, so then the next year, my senior year here for Manifest, I pitched Chance and they were down for it. And we ended up booking him <laughs> in like October. Acid Rap came out in May, April. Like, yeah, I can't get right. this wrong. Because I talked to Austin and Chance at it South was, by I that year in March, May. and it hadn't come out yet. Right. I so it was like april I think it was April or May. I think it was May, I think. Um, and then he had already sold out two shows at the Metro. So our show at Manifest, which was a free show outside, <laughs> was on a Friday, I believe. And then he had two sold out nights at the Metro, Saturday and Sunday. So I really got like the best deal of the century yeah. in terms of booking somebody right. I mean, like you couldn't have planned a better like yeah. blow up. Like you got Nirvana right before Nevermind came out. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. I know these three guys from Seattle. Like, let's try them out. Yeah. But yeah. then Nevermind came <laughs> right. out and then the show happened. So right. it was super cool. And it was outside. So there was no real cap. So I think we had like over 5,000 people. It was one of like the biggest... <laughs> most highly attended Manifest uh, concerts. It was wild because I've gone to Manifest since then. And Manifest, like, no offense to anyone else's efforts. Like, it's always great. But the year that you booked Chance, I tried to come to that. And I spent, like, I think an hour looking for parking. And, like, every lot was full. Like, I couldn't even get out of my car. So I didn't get to go. I just, like, (laughs) kept driving by. And I saw, like, these huge crowds of people. And I was just like, I would love to go to that. And there was literally not a place to put my car. Which... That's what happens. I should. This is just a quick detour. When Chance played Metro last summer, when he did a very last-minute, unannounced Metro show as an after-party for Lollapalooza 2016, um, the tickets went on sale that morning, mm. and I drove up to Wrigleyville to go get a ticket, and people, I'm not joking, people were leaving their cars in the street and just getting in line, just parking on Clark Street in traffic and getting out of the car. Like crazy people. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. And I live like two blocks from Wrigley, so I just walked over to kind of check it out. And uh, yeah, that was that was wild. And yeah. I had to get out of there actually because a few people knew who I was, or at least knew that I worked for Chance. Mm-hmm. And I started getting like attacked. <laughs> they were like, "Wait, I, we know you can get us tickets. Like, can you?" And I was like, uh, "I got to get out of here." So I left because yeah, it was like it was like an angry mob after the the thousand tickets or whatever went in the yeah. first like 30 minutes. So, yeah, it, they went yeah. right away. So something that's really remarkable about what you do um, with Chance is that, you know, the team is very entrepreneurial. And that's something that you were, you were utilizing entrepreneurialism even before you linked with Chance. So like, how did that start for you? Like, how did you start figuring out, you know, that you wanted to sometimes work for yourself, but also just like not wait for somebody to give you permission or give you a chance. Like you were just going after it. Um, I think my, my dad owns his own business. Um, so I think I, from an early age sort of just saw 
people doing it for themselves and knew that if you were disciplined enough and you put in enough work, uh, that it was possible to, to be your own boss, which was sort of always something I was drawn to. Authority when I was growing up were like not me and authority didn't really like <laughs> meld very well. Um, not in a bad way. I just like, I had my own ideas and I wanted to do that versus like what a teacher wanted me to do. Uh, so I kind of think I always was like, I want to, I want to be in charge of me. I don't really want somebody else telling me what to do. Um, and I was always just open to, I think, trying a lot of different things and not being afraid to fail at them. Um, which I, I know I said last time to your class, which I think is really important because like I failed at a lot of stuff before I landed in this sort of. I think fail is even too strong of a word, though. I mean, you like run down some of the some of the projects you worked on. Let's see. Well, I had a I had a snapback company that did not do well. Uh, it was cool in though. college, and and that's why I, I say it to you guys, especially because this is the time that you can really try things, and if they don't work, it doesn't really matter. Like. You have school going on, you have a job going on, like there will be things after this. So most of what I did that didn't end up working out was in college. Um, So yeah, I had a hat company with my best friend. Mm -hmm. I think we sold like seven hats total. Um, It's a start. (laughs) Like, but it was cool. We learned a lot. Um, Trying to think what else. I, I actually managed two artists while I was in school here who are not like, you know, successful per se, um, or are just doing other things. Not mm-hmm. that they're not successful, but like one is in film and uh, the other one still does some music. But um, like, I don't, you know, not everything is going to work. You and were that's a DJ. okay. I was a DJ. Uh, yeah, that was like a totally alternate universe life that I lived. Um, you were like kind of a little bit EDM when I met you. Yeah, no, I totally was. I was like a huge Skrillex fan, like big, yeah. I mean, rap was not, I didn't find rap, rap found me, for well, sure. And hip hop in Chicago and nationally, like it was, of course it was like huge, but it wasn't, like things kind of turned a corner when when Chance arrived, and not just with Chance, but with a lot of artists. Like mm-hmm. I'd say like after 2012, it just, hip hop really kind of became a much more prevalent, and it kind of, it's like the domineering, like hip hop and pop are at the top. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so when you were in college, like, what were some of the challenges of doing all these things while you're a student? Because, you know, there's homework, there's working a job just to stay afloat. And then, of course, as a student, there's all the stuff that, like, comes along with being a student. Like, there's, you know, breakups, you got to deal with people, like, you're partying, like, just all the, like, normal student life things. So how did yeah. you find time and discipline to actually go do all these things? Um, I mean, I think Columbia sort of allows for it in the way that, they schedule so like like this class meets I'm assuming once a week once a for week, three yeah. hours so I just was very I think from the beginning when I first got here like cognizant of the path I wanted to take really to get out of here again not in a bad way but just like staying focused on like okay this is what I need to do in terms of schedule to get everything I need done and not have to do anything extra and I think I just I was very like forward thinking on my classes especially so like I would stack them so you know maybe only two days a week I was in class Mm -hmm. and I used I don't know if I ever used anything I did with you as internship credit 
maybe I did, but I did stuff like that. Like kind of, there's ways to sort of like finesse the system Mm -hmm. to where, um, you know, you can kind of get the credits you need and, and work that into getting more time. So I think I just always made sure I had something going on and then kind of figured out my schedule so that I could do as much as I possibly could. Right. Um, but yeah, like the the internship thing was really important. I don't even I w- with you, I wouldn't even call it like an internship because it was more of like like a mentor type thing where I was working. You know, right, I wasn't we like but sitting it, at a desk. I was hoping every day. that it was fun. Like yeah. we were doing things like I took you to the first spring awakening mm-hmm. and you shot video of me doing interviews with like Cruella mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um or we did like a Patrick Stump interview, and at the time, Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy, at the time it was really like Oh my God, Colleen, you got to meet like this big artist. Yeah. How exciting is that? Oh, I was super stoked. I was a huge Fall Out Boy fan. That right. was a that was a highlight of my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and and I think like doing things that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with um, was also huge. Like I didn't really know how to do a lot of video stuff when I started doing video for you, but you were someone who was like. I'll give you a shot at it. Obviously, if you suck, I'm gonna have to tell you. Like, you kind of got. I would fix never say it. it like that. You wouldn't say it like that, but like, you know what I mean. Like, it was, but it was a opportunity where I could learn something. I could learn a skill because the internet is your best friend mm-hmm. today, and you can literally figure a lot of things out without having to go to a video class, without having to do any of that. There's YouTube tutorials. There's Linden. Oh yeah, I learned stuff. Final Cut Pro strictly off of YouTube, and. uh so I, I was doing things that like I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, but because you're in college, you can try it. And people are more willing to give you a shot at it, sort of help you with constructive criticism if it's not very good. Um, and some of what I did was not very good. Like I said, like the whole fail thing, like you just got to try it because even if it doesn't work out, like I said, there's a bunch of stuff I did that does, did not work out. So, but, okay, so let's talk about the things that did work out. So, like, you, you've got all this great experience. By the time you connect with the, with the Chance Camp, you've got video production, you know how to DJ, you've been managing artists, you've booked events through Manifest. So, like, when you're sitting down, and the Chance operation was not what it is now mm-hmm. back then, but even then, like, I would imagine they were, of course, taking it very seriously. So what was that kind of conversation like? Like, were you like, hey, I know how to do this and this and this, or... Yeah, I mean, I got the job because I asked for the job. We were at a sh- I went to one of his shows out in L.A. And you were working in L.A. at the time. Yeah, right? I was working yeah. at Universal Music Publishing out in L.A., which is where I went after I graduated from here, which is a job I got because of other Columbia grads who were there. So your fellow Columbia grads, I promise, will, will look out for you. There's actually... I think six of us now on Chance's either day-to-day team or touring um, party. So there's they're out there. Um, Shout out and Austin Vesely. St- yeah, he's a he's a dropout. So you can even make it if you have to drop out. Don't right. worry. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I was working at Universal Music Publishing out there. I went out to a Chance show. He was just out in California touring, and. Uh, I knew that Universal wasn't, like, my end goal, or I guess I had sort of realized it. I think when I went into it, I thought, like, this is what I've always wanted. 
to work for a major label. That's sort of like what Columbia, in a way, groomed me to do, um, which I wasn't mad about. But when I got there, I was kind of like, mm, this isn't exactly what I wanted. And I ran into that whole authority thing of like people being like, you know, yeah, no, you can't do that or like whatever. So I was like, okay, I, I want to figure out a way to move past this eventually. And Chance was doing really well. And so when I went out to the show... I remember I was just like, hey, if you ever need anything, you know, I'm working at Universal and um, let me know. And he was just sort of like, yeah, you know, we're kind of at a point. At this point, it was just him and Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, we're kind of at a point where, you know, Pat needs some help uh, on the management side and I need some help on the day-to-day side. Um, there was just a lot going on. So, it, I mean, it took a solid probably six months or so. Um, but I came back here for Thanksgiving and he did two shows at the Riv up north that I helped out with. And, uh, yeah, by February, um, that was sort of in the fall. And by February I told Universal, like, see ya, (laughs) (laughs) two weeks, I'm out of here. And that was, uh, just over three years ago. So. And you've been working for Chance exclusively since then, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Full time. And so I love what I really love about that story is that you just asked if he needed help, which mm-hmm. like, I think that that's a really great lesson for anyone in the room. Um, just like if there's a job you want, sometimes it's literally just as simple as just, and it can be kind of daunting. It can be kind of intimidating, but sometimes you literally just go up to someone and be like, Hey, you need some help because most people need help. Yeah. If you see someone successful, they probably need some kind of assistance. And if you have a skill set that you can bring to them that they don't necessarily have. And I, I tell the, like class, like, you know, whether that's like an Instagram, Snapchat thing or whatever, like most people need some help. And if you, especially if you're in college and you can start it off as an internship or something like that's an advantage you have right now. Yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, the chance operation is notoriously known for being independent. Notorious sounds very sinister, but it's I like, kind of like it. It's yeah. Like, Ooh, badass. Right. But it's a very, <laughs> you know, independent operation. It's very much like him and the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the challenges that come with being an independent artist? Like, obviously you guys are operating on a larger scale than maybe anybody in here would start on, but I would imagine there's still obstacles that come with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just in terms of sheer size, like we don't have the machine that a label would have. So we don't have like a marketing department and a radio department. And what else does the label have? Like a distro department. And we don't have these like, you know, big sections sort of of people that are there just to drive an artist. However, we've learned you can create your own. So we have an independent radio guy um, that's on the team now. You know, we come up with our marketing ideas in-house and utilize whatever we need to as an external resource to push whatever we're doing. So like when Coloring Book came out, and you saw the ads at the bus stops mm-hmm. and the ads at, uh, or the billboards um, alongside the highway, like that stuff was all just us going and buying ad space, right? So there's no like, I think there's this idea that a lot of stuff is like you have to use a label or you have to have, you know, a marketing company to be able to do some of this stuff. But like people will take your money, you know, like if you have the money, right. Like, no, People like, no, want no, no, it. No, they, thank you, you don't need that. Yeah, like they don't need. It doesn't have to come from a guy at a marketing company. Like you can do a lot of things directly. So it was. I think it's been a lot of 
trial and error, but I always like to say, like, we operate the chance business as a small business. Mm-hmm. Like, at, the, at its very core, we're just like any other small business. Um, you know, we have, like, less than 15 employees. Like, we utilize, like I said, those outside resources, like an attorney, like a, a accountant, um, a booking manager, like, getting those people in place and not being afraid to sort of reach out for help in those departments is, I think, what's allowed us to kind of maintain the integrity of that independent thing but still be successful because you can't do it all yourself. You know, right. you have to align yourself with the right people. But, yeah, like, I, I really that's what we are is a small business, um, and that's how we run it. Well, and how much of that is trial and error, like when you guys decide, because, you know, you, the, the chance team, you guys have done some really cool projects, some really cool activations. Like when Coloring Book came out, there was this, um, I don't really know what the right term for it was, like the, for lack of a better description, a chance the rapper experience <laughs> at a the location. Goose Island the thing? Goose Island, yeah. yeah. And you went there and um, it was just like this like live realization of coloring book with a lot of props and experiences. So like when you have a new idea like that, or when you're trying something that you guys haven't done before, is it just literally like a trial and error? Like, let's see if we can do this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, chance has huge ideas, like gigantic, intimidating ideas, but they're all achievable. And I think it's his sort of push on us. Like we can do this that we're like, okay, we can do it. We just got to figure out how to make it happen. Um, so yeah, like that was a great example of something he was like, this is what I want to do. Let's do it. And at first we're like, how, <laughs> like how or how? And that happened in, I think like 13 days from like the idea came out of his mind to like, we were shuttling kids on school buses to Goose Island and they didn't know where they were going. Yeah. It was very mysterious. I, <laughs> I had a, a concert that I was going to that night, so I was on the earliest version of that experience, which like everyone else on the bus was a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like Jonah Hill in, like, 21 Jump Street or something. I was like, I'm not a narc, I promise. Yeah, like, right? You're like, I'm not going to tell on you for Right, I just can't go to now. the later thing, which yeah. is the 21 and over thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of what you guys do is kind of word of mouth. There's a lot of organic promotion that goes through that. Like, how can anyone in this room utilize their own strategies or like or create excitement around their own work if they don't necessarily have a marketing budget. I mean social media is the first thing that comes to mind and that's free, right? Like it's your time. Um but it's essentially free. And that's how I did a lot of stuff up until I mean and even with chance, like a lot of what we do is is trying to sort of like finesse and be savvy about what we're doing because we are independent and we don't have an unlimited budget. You know what I mean? We don't have someone in an office somewhere that's backing us so that if we run out of money, they're like, okay, here's another check. Right. You know, like we don't, we don't have that. So I think it's just being really savvy, especially with your time um, and how you're, how you're going to do it. But the community I think is like your biggest resource too. Like a lot of the people I work with today, I met when I was here just through, not even necessarily in class, but like at an event or, you know, through student programming board. Um, like I met Austin when I was here. 
um, I don't even remember. He was shooting a video, I think, for kids these days or something. And, um, you know, it was unschool related, but we had the connection of he went to Columbia. So I think, like, your the community is really your biggest resource. And here, but also in Chicago. And that's part of the reason I moved here was just because there's so much happening here. And, like, Chance is, I think largely successful because he started here and started with the people around him. Mm-hmm. So like he was at Jones, he started with the kids at Jones pushing his music. Then he went to other high schools outside of Jones and pushed his music. And then once all the high school kids were on it and he could do shows, he was promoting shows independently through the Metro and um, Reggie's and places like that. So I think use the people around you who also want to do cool stuff. Yeah. And if you have a cool idea, or if you find someone else with a cool idea, um, you know, some people are the ones that come up with the ideas, and other people are the ones who execute them. And so, you know, there might be someone in a class that you meet here, or even just in Chicago, who has a great idea for a film, who's an artist, whatever. Um, like, I was making those hats because my roommate was a fashion major, mm-hmm. and she had the cool ideas and made them look good, and I was sort of the one that could help push it out um but we didn't have any money uh i mean i like that you just had to use what you had around you you know so i think definitely use the community here at columbia because it's really close but also in chicago um my first internship was at the metro on the street team passing out flyers yeah (laughs) so a lot of people started from the bottom yeah like that's it, but it but those opportunities are there and they want people like us who are hungry for it, you know. Now, what about being based in Chicago? Because a lot of students, like a lot of times, they think you have to go to LA and New York. And what I tell a lot of people is that you can go to LA and New York. There's nothing necessarily wrong with those options. Yeah. But like, do you think you can make it as a career creative in Chicago now? A thousand percent. And I know because I went to L.A., did it, and then came back. Yeah, you came back. Yeah, and I'm so glad I did because I think there's something really cool about Chicago specifically. I think it's easy to get lost in places like New York and L.A., and it's hard to stand out because not that you're not better than everyone else because I believe you're all better than everyone else, (laughs) but uh, there's just so much more sort of climbing over each other to try and get seen or get heard or be the best or whatever. Um, And I think here it's small enough that it allows you to be your own person and kind of have your own lane. But now with the internet, you can reach everybody. So you don't have to be in LA at a record office to get something out. You know, you can be in your basement on the West side like Saba, who has really blown up from staying exactly where he started. Um, I mean, he's touring out on a full national headlining tour right now. Right. Um, and he's from the Austin neighborhood of Chicago. Yeah. I've been to, like, his his basement of his house, which is where like, right. a lot of his ideas happen. Yeah. And you're right, he's operating on a national level, but he's still locally based. Yeah. So yeah. it's I, I think all of those guys have helped make Chicago sort of a place where you don't have to leave now. Um but yeah, LA's cool. Like, I was there for two years. Um, it's fun. The weather's great. The people are really good looking. Um, but I don't know. There's something about Chicago that I think 
allows you to just sort of be your own person and not get sucked into like an industry machine, regardless of what it is. Like, again, fashion, film. You know, I look at Austin who made his movie here. Mm -hmm. Like it was conceived here, it was written here, and it was filmed here. And I think it's going to be huge, and not just because I'm a part no, of it. No, it's going to be but big. It's going to be huge, and I think you know these are all perfect examples of like, you can stay here, and you can be wildly successful. Yeah, no, I love it, and you know I think what's great about Chicago is you can, like you said, you can stand out more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much harder to break through in LA or New York, and here in Chicago, if you do good work, people recognize that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're consistent, and again, film, fashion, whatever it is. If you're putting work out every week, every month, if you're going and meeting people, like there's only so many people here, so they they kind of recognize you pretty quickly. Yeah. So and you can see people face to face. Like I remember meeting Andrew Barber and knowing he ran Fake Shore Drive, and it's like the the people that you know that are doing things here, you can actually see out at events, mm-hmm. out at panels you do. Like I think there's just a much more hands-on relationship here that you don't necessarily get in New York or L.A. No, people 100%. like that, that wall. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I think it's, you know, for anyone that's sitting here, they might be like, well, okay, that's awesome for Chance. Chance is successful. But, like, I'm sitting here, I got a year and a half left of school. Like, I think it's very easy to get frustrated as a student or to feel like, well, I just don't know if I can make it. Like, how do you move past that kind of, like, mental or emotional block when you're trying to achieve your ambitions? I think you got to, it's like a back to the trial and error thing. Like you got to just keep trying things. Um, I think about one of my internships here was at Music Dealers, which is a company that I don't even think exists I don't think so, yeah. (laughs) But I was like hell bent on getting a job there from my internship. So I don't think they exist anymore. But they were a music licensing company. And they were sort of like, this was probably in 2012-ish, 11, 12. They were like the cool... They music were, business place to intern, right? Like, like music tech everybody, was brand new in Chicago. Everybody wanted to intern there, and they had they really didn't hire anybody that interned there. They were like the epitome of that free labor system that like <laughs> NY internships like went to court, and people were like, "We're not getting paid, but we're doing all this work." That was sort of like that experience, but they occasionally hired like one or two people. So I was right. like, "I'm going to be one of those one or two people," and this is going to be like. My cool job out of college, at a tech company that's like a startup, whatever. I stayed an intern there for like eight months. Free work, tons of hours, staying late, whatever. Didn't get hired. They even sort of promised me that like when I moved to LA, I could work out of their LA office, whatever. All fell apart. Huge disappointment. But I was like, obviously that's not going to be the end of my music business career. Like I'm going to have to figure something else out. So when I moved out to L.A., uh, like I said, it was actually a Columbia, two Columbia grads, uh, one who I had met here doing student programming board, who was like, I let people know, like, hey, I'm looking for work. And they were like, oh, well, Universal has an opening. So that's kind of how I got through something that I thought I was going to, you know, I really wanted or I was going to do to actually doing something. And I think the biggest lesson is part you have to fully believe you're going to be able to do it. So when I was at that internship, not like there was not a single part of my mind that didn't think I was going to get that. 
And I went full in for it. And that was the same way I looked at the other two artists that I managed when I was in college. I was like, they're going to be the next big thing. For sure. Told my parents, told people like, I'm not going to have to work a normal job. These people are going to be, you know, the next Jay-Z, whatever. Didn't end up that way. But at the, at the time, fully believed in it. So I think you got to put yourself in something 110%. Also, because if you don't put yourself in 110%, nobody else is going to put in right. that time for you. So I always believed whatever I was doing was going to be great. Now, like I said, 95% of the time, it wasn't. <laughs> but well, it might have been great. It just didn't, it just didn't, it like, didn't realize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you, that's, that's sort of, I think, the lesson of, like, go full force, and if it doesn't work out, just know you can find something else. Go full force in that. And eventually, I think, you'll land on the right project, whatever that is, whether it's your project or, like, with me, where I ended up in the chance camp, um, and that was the same thing. Like, even early on, I was like, this is going to be the best thing ever. And finally, I sort of landed something into something that is the best thing ever. 100%. So, so final question. Like, obviously, the chance thing is, is this incredible once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, so I'm not remotely suggesting that you are thinking about leaving that. But, like, are there other things you still want to do even, like, you know, thinking, like, maybe, like, 20 years down the line where you're like, or do you see yourself being like an artist management position forever? No, I mean I definitely like doing other stuff. And I and I have I still have that like entrepreneurial spirit that I get to use mm-hmm. with chance. Um, but that also always in the back of your mind is like, I wanna try this or I wanna try that. Um, so I could see myself like working on other projects, whether they're affiliated with him or whether they're, you know, a different type of music based. Um, I think, you know, him and I and our whole team have a great relationship and we've found something that really works. So I think in whatever capacity, I'll always sort of be involved only because they're like my family now, you know what I mean? And like we, we've gone through so much together that um, we'll always have like a tie. But what's cool also about being independent is we're allowed to do other stuff. So mm-hmm. like... Working on Austin Slice movie this summer was so fun. And we really got to go full into the film industry, which was something we had never really done. Um, so I think if you find yourself in the right situation, there's other avenues that you can take even within what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing other stuff with Chance outside of music, you know, because we can. Yeah, because there's no... There aren't really like any real restrictions. No, there's anymore. no suits in LA that are like, mm, no, right. no, you got to do this right now. That's what like, No Problems no. is all about. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and it's true. Like, I worked, when I met you, I worked in radio at a radio station that was like huge and doesn't exist anymore. And now I'm teaching. And like, I love that I was able to kind of like move into a different creative field that's equally rewarding and fulfilling and exciting, mm-hmm. but in a totally different way. Yeah. So I love that kind of thought. Um, I want to open it up to student questions here in a minute. We're not going to live stream that because I want to respect y'all's privacy. <laughs> so in terms of the podcast recording, um, Colleen, thank you so much for coming hey, up. No I tell you this problem. every time, like how proud I am of you. Um, and I was telling them that 
before you came in that when I visited your class years ago, you're, you know, you talk about like everything you do, you want to believe that it's great and that you, you exude that confidence. I was telling them this is true. Like when I sat there and I saw you present, I was like, she's going to do something awesome. I want to work with her while I still can. A hundred percent. I didn't know you were going to work for Chance the Rapper. I'd never heard of Chance the Rapper at that point, but I knew you were going to do something because you had that confidence and you, your belief in yourself was like, like you could feel it in the room and that kind of confidence, like for anybody in here, that's what you want to have because people absolutely can pick up on that. So I think that's a great trait to have. And I think anybody in here should, should work on really like do things you believe in and that you love because other people are going to be able to tell that that enthusiasm is authentic, you know? So, uh, thanks. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming up. It's always a pleasure. No problem. No problem. You've been listening to a production of dynasty podcasts. Find more dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend.